Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here with week 89 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it has been a lone vault wanderer with, by the time we're recording it, this is going to be the last podcast of 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be. When's it going I up on the channel? Be, <laughs> no, it'll be up on Sunday. It'll be up in 2017, so we made it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> we're still here in 2017. Yeah. That's crazy. Sweet. Mm. I'm looking forward to the new year. Yeah, so... You've seen a lot of YouTubers out there doing list videos and whatnot, ladies and gentlemen. The reason for that is because around this time of the year, there's no news. There's no games discussions to really have because nothing's happening. Everyone's on vacation. So Lone and I were thinking what we wanted to talk about this week. We hope you all had a great holiday. And we figured that we jump into what games we're looking most forward to in 2017. So we're going to be looking at an article on videogame247.com. And mm-hmm. uh, we're just going to be going between January, February, March. And then it's like... Games that are confirmed around the Q1, like quarter one area of early 2017, uh, April as well, and then Q2, which is kind of like summer, spring. So it's going to be a little all over the place. And then after that, it's the rest of 2017. So um, you're really going to, like, if you don't hear a certain game, then it's probably because you didn't stay long enough because all the games from 2017 that are confirmed are on this list. So we're just going to kind of run through it and be like, okay, this is what we're looking forward to, our thoughts on it. And yeah, uh, also, as always, in the link down below, you guys can listen to the mobile version of the podcast on either iPhones, Androids, whatever you have, you can listen away. So let's get into this loan. Is anything catching your your eye in January? To be honest, January seems a little bit light, although I do see Hitman, the complete first season, and I, I, I am interested to know, I don't know whether you've played it, but how Hitman is going with this whole episodic format that... You know, it, it's, it's changed. It's shifted from the you know original one big release. Yeah, it's apparently worked out. I have to give the full game a try because when I was playing, I was like, "Wow, this is spectacular!" You know, especially after playing Dishonored, which I loved. Um, I was really yeah. impressed with him, man. I was like, "Wow, this is arguably more freedom than than Dishonored offers." This is kind of what I've been looking for. So. I'm looking to jump jump into Hitman too. I do have the full okay. season because uh, Square Enix was nice enough to give me a copy, but. Uh, the episodic format seems to have worked out because it allowed them to focus heavily on like each episode and really hammer yeah. out something significant for each level with this high-ass replay value. So it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, what about you? Is there anything there? It seems like a light month January, oh, to dude, be honest. I mean, you see a lot of Japanese games there. Right? You know that's right. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Uh, you know that like, there's three. Uh, there's... Before you get into the Japanese games, all right, hold on. I'm, I'm tweeting Maddie on Twitter, right? And then straight away, his fans just tweet at me. There's like two of them with anime pictures. I'm like, well, of course. This is what I get when I talk to Maddie's fans on Twitter. For fuck's sake. I don't know where it came from, though. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting like a lot of anime and stuff. Like when people tweet at me, they'll have like pictures of characters from like Persona, Danganronpa, like all these games. I love my like, holy shit man this is great uh <laughs> speaking of though uh first game that's catching my eye it's gonna be the first game I buy in 2017 is Kingdom Hearts 2.8 yeah, uh, yeah really looking forward to that because it's gonna basically be the prologue to three I don't think I need to see more than say more than that because I've been looking forward to three yeah. for so many years uh Gravity Rush 2 is another one that was a Vita exclusive uh, game Gravity Rush 1 <laughs> I'm talking about and they decided, well, the Vita's dead, so we're going to bring Gravity Rush 1 to the PS4 and then release a sequel only on the PS4. So that's coming mm. January 20th. Uh, that game, I don't think it really worked well on the Vita in terms of gameplay because it was all, gra- like the title suggests, it was all gravity-based. So you, like, it was a lot of camera issues uh, where yeah. I think on a standard controller it would be a lot better. Also, just you'd have more control of things. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to that because that game had a good story. It was uh, a really unique spin on most JRPGs. Um, oh, this is one that I think you can get behind. Uh, Resident Evil 7. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love Resident Evil so much. I didn't realize how much I did until I I looked back at how much I played. I've like replayed five and six a bunch of times, and uh, I'm one of the few people who loves five. People people trash okay. on it because like they think four is the definitive one. Four is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slamming it at all, but. I love five. That's my favorite one. Played it so many times. And it's so. coming. It's coming out on the PSVR too. That's going to be some yeah, scary shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially because it seems to be a return to form. Like people are describing it as like a first person Resident Evil one, which Resident Evil one's creepy as fuck. So mm, that's mm. really good. And uh, the last one that's catching my eye on this list that I'm I'm probably not going to play because I haven't played any of them, but I'm definitely interested to see how it goes over. Uh, is Yakuza Zero? Um, Yakuza is yeah. like a open world kind of. I'd say almost like I don't want to say sandbox, but there's just so much random shit to do, like mini games, and it's almost got like the Sleeping Dogs arcade fighting system in it. Um, but you're part of like the Yakuza, and apparently this is like a prequel to get people into the game. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. But yeah, that does it for January for me. I tried to keep it brief because mm. you know I'm annoying and, and like lots of Japanese <laughs> games. <laughs> <laughs> uh and plus you know february's got some good things yeah i'm looking yeah, right dude, now 2017 at, looks fucking sick i can't lie yeah for honor i mean that is just come out of nowhere i, I don't know like, i know it's been having some problems with the beta or the alpha or whatever mm. fucking mode it's in but it came out of nowhere it's just game people kind of wrote off but people are having a lot of fun with it apparently it's really really good yeah. and I don't know, like, because I've been getting into Vikings on Netflix, I'm kind of oh, looking forward to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and it's, I really love how it's mixing the different styles and cultures. So you've got, like, Japanese warriors, you've got, you know, the Viking-style-looking warriors. It looks fucking awesome. And then obviously the medieval as well. Um, it seems like a game that you could just have a bunch of fun with a bunch of friends, you know what yeah. I mean? And I know that it also has a single player, which is always online and... I st- I'll still want to give that a go. Or maybe I'll let to play it or something. But I am definitely looking t- forward to For Honor. It-, it looks something different. You know, it's not just a fucking FPS shooter multiplayer game, which is usually what we get with multiplayer games. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That that's I think why a lot of people were behind For Honor is because uh, it's so different in terms of multiplayer. You know, some people try comparing it to medieval chivalry warfare. I'm sorry, but that game's really not good. I hmm. I cannot enjoy that game for the life of me. Um. But this is, like, really uh, – it's always – the battles are always intense online. I don't yeah. know if that will carry over into the single player, personally. I think the single player was pretty dull, what I've played yeah. from it. But, I mean, the multiplayer is going to be so much fun. I, I, I am also very excited for For Honor. Mm. Uh, another game I'm looking forward to on this list – oh, man, there's a bunch of them. Fuck, I'm going to be yeah, busy, There is. Dude. There really Fuck. is. Uh, Neo. <laughs> Neo looks – wait. Yeah, Neo is basically um, – Dark Souls, kind of, but it's a little more, I, I think, action-focused. Uh, it, it's definitely the same vein, though, like that, you know, you lock on the target, you kind of circle them, try to go for the backstab, and, and people can, like, if you fuck up, you can get killed really easily. Um, mm. But it, it doesn't seem like it's direct, I mean, aside from that, it doesn't seem like a direct stealing from it, like, for example, Lords of the Fallen. I think that was directly stealing from the Souls series so badly. Uh, Neo seems to have its own set of ideas, a focus on a story, which I can always appreciate. So I'm definitely looking forward to that and uh, something fresh because I feel like the Souls games just need to stop now. I mean, there's been so many and Mm. they don't really do anything new that I kind of just want to see something else like a Neo slide in and just do something a little bit different to shake it up a little bit. It's more of a focus on like medieval Japan sort of stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Sniper Elite 4, definitely. That game, yeah, that, yeah, that does look I, I good. I love Sniper Elite so much. I've been playing since V2. 
Yeah. I play V2 time and time again, but seeing that it's set in Italy, a place I want to go so badly, like 1942 Italy, dude, that's, that sounds like a beautiful game setting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the the realistic difficulty on Sniper Elite 4 where you have to like really compensate for everything, you know, wind, bullet drop, positioning. It's it's insane. And pulling off some crazy kill shots, it's the most rewarding feeling sometimes. Yeah, uh, Halo Wars 2, I don't know how much I'm going to play that because I haven't played much of Halo Wars 1. So a little torn on that. Mm. But that's um, I'm looking right now at uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's the game that, if you don't remember in the last podcast, Maddie's like, you know what? I bet you it's going to do shit. It's going to flop. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you still think that? Yeah, I do. I genuinely do. <laughs> I genuinely do. I like I said, uh, I want to be really wrong, but like I just look at that game. I'm like, no, like something. You, you have to promise if you like. I'm assuming that you're going to be um, reviewing it. That you would make a video apologizing if you're wrong. Apologizing you for making a yeah, call. damn straight because you you're so confident in your convictions. If if you're wrong about this game, you have to apologize I'll start to, off my to the ham radio saying group. I was wrong. Like I'll do that. I've done that before. I said like, yo, I thought this game like like shit, and it was actually really good. But yeah. I'll say I was wrong. Yeah. But I'm not gonna make a separate video. Like, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucked up. I thought thought it was gonna be bad. I really did. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just I I don't. Here's the thing: is that even when the big media reviews come out, like I'm not gonna trust those. Like I'm gonna have to play the game for myself, review it myself, because I feel like there's so much hype behind it. There's so much sway behind it already. It's a Sony exclusive. Like this, that's already like a fucking seven out of ten because that's just how game reviewers go. Unless it's the order eighteen eighty six, I'm I'm very skeptical. I, I really am. Fair enough. Fair enough. No one gave me shit for it though. When I said that, like no one really was like, "Yo, uh, I don't know about that, man." Um, so I was... well, to be honest, I I think that's because gamers and and pl- you know players of games just generally. Uh, becoming a little bit more skeptical of marketing campaigns, mm. becoming a little bit more skeptical of, of the hype behind games, and that's obviously due to a number of things. Although, I, you know, I, I, I say that, right, and then we had No Man's Sky, and we had a few titles before that, but now everyone's getting fucking super hyped behind Hideo Kojima's game, which I get because of Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. but gamers still love to get hyped, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all, it's just something that I'm noting, you know, as a trend. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to think that gamers are getting a little bit more skeptical and, and not trying to get so hyped behind the game. Yeah. And that might be a little bit hard to do with games that are a little bit more closer to your heart. Mm-hmm. But Horizon Zero Dawn, I, I see people you know, tempering the expectations a little bit. But if it's good, it's good. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I think it might do kind of like what Recall did with Xbox One. I think it'll be like, okay, have problems um, and do better with round two. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm predicting, which I... I... That's why I'm saying it's a, it would be a flop, but I guess that wouldn't be an actual flop in all technicality. It would, that, like a flop would be you got like a four, which I can almost guarantee it won't. Uh, yeah. my, my terms of a flop is like people think it's going to be the best fucking thing on this planet. And like I'm saying, no, it's not. Like it's going to be like an average game with a cool idea that probably isn't executed all that well and probably gets redundant because yeah. they don't know how to make open world games. And I, like I said, that's, that's my <laughs> outside the box kind of prediction. But Fair enough. regardless... I want to be wrong. March. Okay. March. 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 All right. March. First thing, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I played that. It. First of all, I'm just I'm shit at multiplayer games in general, but I'm it particularly bad at third person games. And I played mm-hmm. this, and it was fun. Like I, I remember, it was at um I, I did go to EB Expo where they had it, and it was kind of um 
you were there with the Ubisoft guy, and it was kind of like walking us all through. Like, we got to do this yeah, in the mission, trying to be more tactical with it. Um, yeah, it just it didn't feel like real to me the way that was portrayed. But I could see myself if you were with friends as well that this would be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see the tactics being there. It's just with third person shooter games with me i don't know i I never get into third person games and i tried to play gears of war i really did but it just never happened so maybe this will be different i don't know interesting yeah Uh, ghost recon wildlands looks really awesome uh i love ghost recon future soldier is probably my favorite uh but just the the alpha we played was just so buggy and the, the demo that was so scripted like ubisoft was at e3 for me was like walking me through step by step not letting me fucking just play yeah, the yeah. game that yeah. left a bad taste in my mouth but overall like if this game does what it sets out to do um which is just open world co-op with um a very flexible mission structure you know because this there's been hardly any co-op campaign games aside from Ubisoft. I know. It's been, I like, know. Even these, let me go through some of the games again on this list. Like, I don't really see... I mean, Resident Evil used to be co-op focused. Uh, I don't think 7 is, though. But I'm looking at this list so far. Maybe... No, Halo Wars is head-to-head. Um, Maybe Sniper Elite? Not sure about that. But, like, honestly... You, you know what? I, I don't get this. And, and I've talked about this in the past. I don't get why there aren't that many co-op-style campaign games. Like, I, I get... sells games. I don't understand it. I know. Well, I, I get that it's, you know, incredibly hard to develop for, especially if you're developing a single-player game. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, easy to tack on a multiplayer and, you know, wipe your hands a bit. Um, but I, just, I miss those kinds of games. And I, and I guess it goes back to couch co-op that they're so much fun to play it's why i love borderlands it's why i loved like uh call of duty modern warfare 2 where you could you know co-op the the main campaign it it, it wasn't perfect and you know like you you were you kind of played it as if there was one character like all the cutscenes where there was one main character Mm -hmm. and then it just split into two when it came to mission time and i guess one person was just like a random soldier the person that you were playing with but I, I don't get why those aren't a thing anymore it's it's kind of disheartening so i'm waiting for borderlands 3 yeah. to reinvigorate my co-op campaign games yeah but i mean i give ubisoft credit cuz they seem to be the only company i can think of who's like here's a co-op game you know like uh division yeah. ghost recon now i mean you could argue that um maybe for honor they said something about the Ubisoft, you know this this article describes it as ubisoft's co-op online brawler for honor shows promise for february so I guess maybe maybe. There, maybe there is a co-op campaign I'm not aware of. But, um, you know, I know there have been some co-op games, but, like, I remember, I think it was, like, 2012. I know that's when Borderlands 2 came out. But, I mean, there were so many games that came out that year. I, I think it was, like, FIFA Street. Like, there were so many different games. That was, like, a big co-op year, I remember. Because that was when Noah played the Xbox 360. And, like, him and I and, like, Connor, Ivan, like, all of us would get so many games and play all of them together. Like, co-op campaign. It was a fucking blast, and like now that's not a focus. Yeah. Like it's either single player or multiplayer online only, or you know, or competitive multiplayer for that replay value, and then putting in cosmetics to keep getting money afterwards. It's like yeah. there's not this focus on like, hey, let's make a good campaign, which is why I've been leaning towards like MMOs, for example, because at least yeah. those you get that co-op questing experience. Oh, I got back into RuneScape. I have to fucking admit, <laughs> <laughs> and um. You know, it's it's just a lot of fun just playing with friends. I mean, that's how a lot of good gaming memories come. Is is through these. Sorry, I hit the mic. Is through um, just playing together. And 
sometimes you're not near that person where they can just come mm-hmm. over and sit on the couch or whatever. You gotta fucking mm-hmm. play online, and and hardly any games support that. It feels like. No, and, and some of the games, like for example, I remember um, a friend and I we tried to do Dark Souls one, right, mm-hmm. co-op, and the way co-op worked in that game was fucking weird. It was just like plant the the white soapstone and yeah. then you can get a ghost of a friend and but you can't go into another level without yeah like, it was just so them in certain like, certain areas don't allow it was summons. strange yeah. like it was strange apparently gears of war 4 allowed for it that's one um, yeah i forgot about that that's one but like they are far and few between i remember at a time they were everywhere and it was like fucking heaven but now they're they're rare yeah it sucks anyway Next game that catches my eye on this list is uh, Nier Automata. I think Nier is one of the most unrated, underrated games of uh, the 360 PS3 generation. Uh, just a yeah. really good soundtrack, really good story. Uh, I know some people thought the gameplay was repetitive. I enjoyed it, though. And uh, to see it getting... I call it more of a spiritual... I mean, it's not a spiritual successor. It is a sequel, but it has like nothing really to do with the first one. It's just kind of like the next entry in the series. Almost like a Final Fantasy, where like it's Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, but they are not direct sequels that are tied into each other uh yeah. but it's it's by platinum games so that means it's got some really fast combat people are saying this is uh from the demo i have to try it out still but they're saying that this is like the platinum games from like bayonetta 2 and uh vanquish i think it was like the ba- the platinum games that makes like really fucking good games not the platinum games who destroyed my ninja turtles who ruined the legend <laughs> of Korra that i love so much no, not them. Like this is like the original platinum. I games. remember when you played Ninja Turtles. You're like, bro, it's all the fucking same level. You just go outside. It's different weather, man. Yeah. What the fuck is this? It, it was so stupid, dude. Like, so I'm, I'm really, I'm not getting my hopes up too much. But I, from what I've seen, this game looks great. It's in an open world too, which is a very interesting choice for an action focused title like that. And uh, 60 FPS gameplay on the consoles, like that's always good shit. So yeah, yeah but I think the biggest thing we're missing here alone in March. That I think you're gonna go off on is uh it doesn't it's not really the game, dude. It's the console that's coming out that month. Damn straight, damn straight, <laughs> Nintendo Switch, baby. Yeah, well, okay, hopefully, hopefully, right when it's released, we get uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Obviously, I'm looking forward to that, but it may be delayed. They may be replacing it with a Mario game, which which would be nice. It would be nice if we could get both. To be honest, I think personally that we will get Legend of Zelda. They they've been hyping it up as a Nintendo Switch launch title. I believe so. Anyway, it's just so long that I can't see them releasing the console without that game. Mm-hmm. So I am super excited for that. But honestly, really any game that... roar out of the gates. They'd be smart to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And any game that Nintendo, you know, is first probably published by Nintendo on the Nintendo Switch, I will be playing. You, you can be sure of that. Um, it's definitely Breath of the Wild to start off with. I could get into a new Super Mario game, to be honest. Like a Super Mario, you know, 64, I'd love playing that. So if we can get something similar to that. I, I never played Galaxy or Galaxy 2 or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm honest. I, we've talked about this to death on this podcast. I'm super excited for the Nintendo Switch. I am too. Yeah, I I really believe in that console. If they just implement the Me idea too, that uh, you can play whatever console games on the go, get that third-party yeah. support, it'll yeah. be a fucking thing of beauty. I will f- I will yeah. f- probably fucking replace my Vita, to tell you the truth. If I can play console games on the go, like the Vita will probably Hell be yeah, done with. That's what I've always been saying, but they, they got to do it. That's the thing. I don't want to get my hopes up. Because right now, uh, the Vita gets that job done. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> does it fucking does. But, like, you, I, I don't know. I, I think if they can get the Switch right, because here's the thing. I know that a lot of people didn't, didn't play the Wii U. 
Um, obviously, the Wii was popular, but I don't think the attach rate for the Wii, as in a lot of people bought the Wii and didn't really buy games. They were happy with like you know Wii, Wii Sports. Sport, and that was it. <laughs> like they, they had very, I know, but they had like very, very low attach rates for that game. Not many people bought many games for it. So I think if the Switch comes out of the bat, has the Virtual Console, has like the main games in the 64 era and the GameCube era, they can real like Nintendo could really bring back a lot of people that love their games. Have those old games being replayed. Play the new games as well. And and the beauty about the Virtual Console is that. People can play those games and tie them over until the next big release. Like th- this console could be so successful mm-hmm. if you know it, it does receive that new healthy supply of, of newer release titles. Because as much as I love older games, you can't subsist off older games, right? It's not a reason to buy a console. Like people will just play on the fucking uh, on an emulator or ROM or whatever. And like I'm not you know condoning that, but that's just the reality. People are going to buy this new console if they can. If it's true to what it's saying about getting support by the AAAs, the third parties, and also having this awesome first-party game. So I, I'm trying to temper my expectations. I know I just talked about that, but... Ooh, Fucking uh, <laughs> Come on, let's do this. Two weeks, man. Two weeks until the presser. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's pretty close. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right, so now we're going on to Q1. This is kind of the games that are coming out around the same time in the months we just talked about, but... They don't have confirmed release dates. We just know they're in that range of like January yeah. to March. Yeah. <clears throat> so first one, Outlast two, huh? Huh? Oh boy, the, <laughs> the ending to Outlast one fucked me up, dude. That no, that game scared the shit out yeah. of me. Like I, I played it over stream. It's kind of like one of the my best lost streams because all the archives were lost. It, it was mm. it was fun to play, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to this. But I keep getting told to play the. It's like the. Whistleblower, Whistleblower DLC for Outlast One. I gotta play that because apparently it's really good. Really, but yeah, pumped for Outlast Two. Huh, that's interesting. I, I thought, I, have I heard good things about the Whistleblower? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I, apparently, someone was like, "You gotta play Whistleblower." Maybe they just wanted me to play more of Outlast Two and scream and shit. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure Outlast One. But yeah, I, I'm pumped for Outlast Two. <clears throat> so, South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like. I never, I'm not the biggest fan of South Park. I know that it's a great RPG, and I know that Obsidian did a really good job with the first South Park. It's Obsidian, but I'm just not a fan. No, I mean, are you kidding me? Oh, it's Obsidian, <laughs> the greatest developer in the world. You've got to play their games. Um, it's the New Vegas we ne- 2 never, we never got. But <laughs> <laughs> we, you know what? Like, no, I, I'm not the biggest fan of South Park, and I, I could comfortably not play this game. That, that's my honest opinion. Hmm. I'm not, like, a huge viewer of South Park. I still found a, a lot of enjoyment in the first one. So, like, a lot of people are really hyped on this game. Like, I'm excited for it. Actually, no, I wouldn't even say excited. I'm looking forward to it. But, like, that's about it. You know, I'm going to yeah. play it uh, because they, they did a great job, uh, if anything, just blending in a, a tie-in. You know, that's, like, one of the No the doubt. Best like, I, I have... I have no, you know, doubts of the first game, you know, judging by all the reviews and, and comments people had about that game, that it was fantastic. But it's more like, it's a similar reason why I don't play the Batman games. I'm not a Batman fan, so I don't, like, because I have limited time with games, I just didn't play it. It's the same thing with South Park. It could be a great game, but I just know I'm not going to play it. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I can't believe you haven't played the Batman games, though, dude. I'm just not a Batman they, they, fan. They, they make Batman fans out of those games, is what I'm saying, like... People be, uh, well, maybe, like I maybe wasn't, I wasn't big on Batman, but after Arkham, like I, I do like Batman a lot more. Okay, all right, that's all how right. I view it. But 
Um, what else is here? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Mm, Tekken 7? I played a fuck ton of Tekken 6 when I got my PS3 first. And yeah, it was. I saw some of the new Tekken gameplay though. It like it doesn't look spectacular to me. Yeah, it's it looks slowed down a little bit. Uh, it, the graphics look very. It, it look, doesn't look col- like I know Tekken's never really been this super colorful, bright, you know, animated game. It, it just, I'd say it is. I don't know. I remember it being. A- it looks bland and dull to me. I don't know if you get that, but it does to me. I wouldn't say. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that personally. It just for me, it looked a lot more slowed down. Like in six, like like I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, like I'm not talking from an uneducated opinion. Like I played Tekken six for oh my fucking god like months yeah it was disgusting like i i <laughs> i played that game hundreds of hours and i fucking loved tekken 6 um but that game was a lot more of a fast-paced game i liked what they did with the campaign where they made it into like a brawler and they added like a co-op campaign. it was so cool um, Yeah. okay so seven does in some ways seem like a step back but um I got. I got to get my hands on it. That's what I really have to for fighting games. I can't really judge from the outside looking in. Like some people, that's the interesting part about fighting games is like there's that crowd of people who's like hardcore into the fighting game genre and they know like the uh, I can't even remember the terms, but like the space in between moves, like the frames is what they call them, and like net mastering combos that like stretch out for long ass times and like they get really in-depth into it and like i'll master the combos and stuff but like i'm not like okay this combo works out because this is x amount of frames and i can trap them in this corner and do this and like have a strategy for each map i don't do that with fighting games some people do so maybe tekken 7 looks really good in that department and i'm just not seeing it now i remember and i can't remember which fucking tekken this was but i think it was playstation 2 it was a tekken game where it also had a single player mode and it was Jin that could transform in, like, to the evil fucking yeah, Jin, Jin with the wings. Yeah, Devil Jin, right? And it was actual single player of that. That was fun. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was second five. But uh, I, I remember De- playing that. Devil Jin was in six as well. Well, there you go. There you go. But, yeah, that was, that was, maybe they'll bring back a single player. I, I don't know. I'm getting used to single players, man. I'm, I'm too old for fucking multiplayer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You're <not> fucking 40. <laughs> my, my, my reaction speed isn't as fast as it used to be. What? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm shit at multiplayer. No, I'm joking. But I'm, I was going legit- well, to say, what the fuck? Like, you're- I'm legitimately shit at multiplayer because I don't play them anymore. And, you know, I remember I just played a bunch of multiplayer games like Overwatch and Counter-Strike. And maybe it was a bit of a lag. Maybe it was because Lone is just shit at multiplayer games nowadays. So, anyway. <clears throat> Last game on this list. <laughs> Actually, no, I got one more. But Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. Nope. I am... I'm just... I haven't played the Mass Effect game. Uh, just, uh, I know, I know, and people keep saying that I need to, but I'm like, yeah, but they're fucking long games, I and I got other yeah, games on my list. One, what sucks is, at least for me, I know some people disagree with this, like, one is, in retrospect, uh, like, in, for me, the worst. Uh, okay. You can beat it in, like, 12 hours. I say this, really? I say this out of recent memory. Like, I replayed it on PS3, like, a year and a half ago, and I, I beat it, like, in two days. It really was a, a quicker game. Um... As for the other yep. hand, two I think is the best. It's the most like well-rounded package, best companions in my opinion, best story. Uh, that one's really long though. Best choices too. Uh, while yeah. three is like the best fucking adventure you could ever imagine, and obviously the ending happens, and you're like, that wasn't worth it at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, good. I try not to let it hamper my view, but it's true. And, and I mean, three has the yep. most underrated multiplayer, so like it's still a series worth getting into, especially since they're all backwards compatible now. Yeah, I have to say though, like. 
I, I saw a lot of people complaining about this, and I kind of get it. What's with the facial animations in Andromeda? Are they that bad? Are people That's just like overreacting? Typical, it's typical Bioware. They, they've never had really good facial animations, as far as I'm concerned. But I just I don't trust fucking modern day Bioware. I don't. And I'm saying this as someone who, who fucking whose favorite <laughs> games come from them. Like my favorite game ever is one by them, and, and one of my other favorite games ever, uh, Dragon Age Origins, is by them. Like they, it is. They are leagues fucking apart from what they used to be. They have fallen so fucking far down the gutter. It it pisses me off. So I'm really yeah. hoping with Andromeda. That we're not going to have this fucking political agenda forced on us in their fucking games like they tend to do. I'm hoping that they can actually... I can. I don't mind drawing parallels, but a lot of people play games to get away from stupid bullshit like that. Don't put it in your games to send your own personalized message. I, I'm sorry if that sounds wrong to say, but I believe games mm-hmm. can draw parallels so you can think, oh, that re- represents that in real life. Okay, that makes sense. Not, oh, this game is telling me this is how I should feel about this type of view in real life. You know, I, I can't fucking stand that. Isn't it an RPG? It's meant to give you choice anyway. It's just mm. like, for me, I'm more of the natural creative process where I say, for example, um, a big debate is uh, male or female characters and how you want more females in games. I agree. Put as many women you want. Make a fucking all-woman game. I don't care as long as the game is good. It it, it doesn't matter in this. Like Again, I, I would never look at a game that – I said this with my Prey 2 video. I think – no, sorry. It was, it's Prey, whatever, whatever it's called. I, I said that – I never care that a game, you know, has a particular gendered character. Like, I, I would never yeah. Yeah, I'm right there judge you. a game, like, negatively or positively for saying, like, for, for having a particular gendered character. So, for example, if a, if, the, if a new upcoming game that I really like decided to have a female protagonist, I'm not going to not like it just because that's a female protagonist. And if it has a male protagonist, I'm not going to like it more just because as a female protagonist, it always comes back to whether it tells an interesting story and whether it's a exactly. good game and all of those things. Yeah, like I, I, agree I completely with ag- agree with that in, in and, that uh, regard. A good example would be like when Lincoln Clay was revealed as a protagonist for, for Mafia 3. Like people are getting racist over it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like if the game's good, who gives a fuck? No, yeah, no, exactly, exactly right. It, it's just it's tough in the sense because. I'll recall what happened with Overwatch and the whole Tracer uh, controversy yeah, that happened that when too is like the, who cares? The, 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 well, they pro- they portrayed her as a lesbian in, in a comic, and a lot of people got really upset. You know, they, they were saying that they're they're shoving these views down our throats. That they're, they're shoving, you know, um, anti homophobia and you know shoving like shoving the fact that she was a lesbian down our throats. Like essentially that whole rhetoric, right? But I'm just like, That's stupid. well. It wasn't part of the game, and it was one frame in a 10-page comic on the internet exactly. that's separate from the game. Yeah. If that's not a way that uh, uh, homosexuality can be portrayed, and, and if that isn't shoving it down people's throats, then there's literally no way that you could portray homosexuality without shoving it down people's yeah, throats, it's right? it's an exaggeration. The, the, it's stu- that's, the, what they did is fine, especially because here's the thing, is that people are quick to forget that there was a, a tracer pose that people were like, complaining about us oh, too sexual and blizzard was yeah. like well fuck you guys and they made a more sexual pose like they're obviously they don't they don't give a fuck like they, they're not, they're gonna be why would they try to at least for me i don't view blizzard as the a company that's trying to be like all right let's let's please people with this creative choice here i mean that they they decided she was gonna be a lesbian who cares tracer's still awesome yeah. you know i don't yeah i don't get it there just needs to be like there has to be a way to to push different ideas and storytelling without things getting hate like what what I what I dislike I is every time very well 
with uh, yeah, with well, Ellie. yeah, but like every time that a game decides to to have like a different kind of character, maybe that someone has a different sex or a different gender or or, or whatever it is, um, th- that needs to stop be seen as shoving it down people's Absolutely. throats. Otherwise, storytelling is is going to be stifled forever. Like again, with with the with the tracer thing, if showing one frame in a ten page comic separate from the game, if that is shoving things down people's throats, then nothing, like literally nothing ever in a game, cannot be seen as shoving it down people's throats. There needs to be a way for storytelling to be able to be diverse. So I, I, I get what you're saying, but there's, there's also a limit with where. When, when fans get angry about certain design choices that are being made, such as the sexuality of a character or their gender or, or whatever, there has to be a limit where that's just storytelling versus that's not, you know, being – that's not shoving it down people's throats. And, and, and I feel that if fans keep getting angry about those kinds of things, then developers and creators will get scared about branching out and, and being different and telling a story that they want to tell because how do you know that a developer doesn't genuinely want to tell a story about – a female protagonist or, or a gay protagonist with, without them also having this political agenda or whatever you want to call See, it. That's the thing though, is like gone home was fantastic. And that, that tells yeah. the story of like a, a homosexual, uh, it was a teenage girl. It was one of the best games I played in, I think it was 2013. I mean, Oh my God, it was so good. dude. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing is like that, sh- that creative vision shouldn't be scared off. I think, I think the, the solution is that, that the conversation on like, Oh, you know, this character's gay. Like it shouldn't, there shouldn't be a conversation. It should be like, okay, that character's gay. Yeah, no, no, and, and I've, Maddie, I've said this. I've said this that once we get to the stage where there's a, a gay transgendered, uh, transgender character, sorry, in a game, and people think, cool, sweet, and and, and that's the end of the conversation. Well, this, for that's me, it when have to be we like, know. Cool. It's just gotta be like, okay, fine. Yeah, like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah like, no, you're right, and and that's when we know that you know homophobia isn't a thing, that you know transgender phobia isn't a thing, like transphobia, sorry, isn't a thing. That's when we'll know that it isn't a thing. But once, like, when it is kept talking about as either being a bad or a good thing, that's when it's still controversial. And Mm. and I'm going to love when we get to the stage where there are different stories and different characters and different sexualities and people don't think twice and just enjoy the game for what it is or hate the game for what it is because it doesn't do, you know, it doesn't, it's not a good game, for example. Mm. So I, I can't wait till we get to that stage because right now the whole – each side of the that, that political divide, it, it gets draining at times. So just fucking make good games. Like that that's all I care about. Yeah. Anyway, good talk there. How about – Good tangent. <laughs> no, that was good. Uh, I think that those are the type of conversations that need to happen. Mm. So I know you, you'll probably talk about the first two, I guess, but – Bullet Storm full clip edition. Like I've always wanted to get into. Like I've played the first Bullet Storm a little bit, but I never finished it. So that could be my chance. Also, Ukulele, man. I mean, heck, I I really loved Banjo Kazooie. That this could be a game that I really get into as well. I'm hoping that Ukulele comes out on the Switch. It could be a game that I reckon goes perfectly with the Switch. Yeah. So that's what I'm really excited for. Uh, for me, not Sniper Ghost Warrior Three. Uh, that's the first one on the list for those who are keeping track. Um, Persona 5, though, is probably currently my most anticipated game of the year. I'm, like, a fucking diehard, yeah. insane Persona fan. 4 is one of my favorite games of all time. I, I talk about it, like, all the fucking time with one of my best friends, Brian. Uh, I love 3. I played Arena, Arena Ultimax, Dancing All Night. Uh, what else is there? 2. Um, Q. You know, like, there's so many Persona games. I've, I've played so many of them. So I'm really looking forward to five because I've heard amazing things about it, and I want to see yeah. it in like top four. Um, they seem to have a lot of good ideas. I mean, it's such a flashy game. It's it's got the most amazing presentation, really. 
So I can't wait yeah. to try that. But what I'm really looking forward to as well is uh, that, like you said, Bulletstorm. Uh, I've never yeah. played Bulletstorm. Yeah. I've heard it's very underrated. I vaguely remember some gameplay on it. So I'm going to hold off. I'm just going to let this game roll out and pick it up. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a it's a fun like from what I played with it, it's a fun game. Um, especially you know with the electrical whip and you can pull people in and kick him. Like that's what it, it was. It, okay, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. It, it can't. It's kind of like Doom in the sense where it's just like here's fun gameplay. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, remember it. That, it, that was when that was released. I do remember now. Like reviews are like this is just you know stupid silly gameplay. Like people weren't big on it. But now it's amazing how times have changed where, like, that kind of game is encouraged where people have realized, okay, like, a game can just be that fun, a game, right? It doesn't have to Yeah, a game story. doesn't always need to have a story, right? And even though as someone that really loves games that have interesting stories and it's it's not – like, storytelling in games is not always the strong suit. It's more about the gameplay, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they're video games, right? Games don't always need – so even coming from that, you know, mentality – Games don't always need a great story to be great games. And I'm kind of glad that, uh, not because it was a Bethesda game, but I'm kind of glad that a game like Doom proved that, proved that gamers can just play a fun game that's gory and hellish and enjoy it for what it is. It it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to have this interesting story. While I like games to have that, you know, the games industry, when you look at it as a whole, it should have those kinds of games. And it should have games that have interesting stories. So there's... You always need that healthy mix, I believe. So that's why Bulletstorm, I, I think, could do well in this kind of climate, especially post-Doom. I agree. Uh, ukulele as well. I'm not huge on yeah. 3D platformers, but I'm more than willing to try it. Uh, I never played too much Banjo-Kazooie. or Oh, Banjo-Kazooie, man. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I plan on playing with the Rare Replay, but I got caught up with uh, the Battletoads like, arcade edition thing. Oh, my God. Oh, you, did you actually finish that? That fucking hard of a game? No, oh, not, the, not the really hard one, which is like the original Battletoads. It was like the sequel that was more of a uh, like the Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Beat them up. Very easy, yeah. uh, very action-packed game. Well, you know the uh, Rare Replay, they actually, with the first uh, Battletoads, they actually implemented lives because it was that hard. Or like a replay thing, I think. So you could actually, like, yeah, you could if you fucked up, you could re- rewind it or something. Like, that game was so in- fucking incredibly hard. Yeah. But, yeah, I know, Ukulele definitely, it's one of those platformer games that I really enjoy. Like, because this is the original team that, that worked on, or some of the original team, at least, that worked on Banjo. So I, I, I'm super pumped for that. But again, Nintendo Switch, it needs to go on that. So how about Q2 slash spring 2017? This is kind of like the spring slash summer season, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. There's nothing here, man. There's like Elite Dangerous, I guess. Fucking... That's on PS4. Bro. No. That's already been out. That's on PC. Yeah, I know. I know, And, and that's why I want to play it. But there's, uh, literally, there's nothing. Sonic Mania? I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, uh, what? Not me. You don't like Sonic? No, I, I, I've never been like I played like the original Sonic like everyone probably has, but yeah, I've n- never been the biggest Sonic fan. I've played so much Sonic. <laughs> I love Sonic. Oh, oh! I will say, if I had an Oculus Rift, I'd play Arctica, the guys behind Metro. Oh, that looks aw- that looks awesome. Um, so and, and also as well, I want to mention while we're mentoring, mentioning Metro, there's probably going to be another Metro game too, and something that's outside of the realm of the novels. I remember making this video on the Metro games, and someone commented, you don't know the develop- like the, the novelist, the writer of the novel, he won't ever let Metro be told outside of the realm of his book, 
But the, the, the novelist, like the writer of the Metro books, have become so comfortable with the developers of Metro that he's like, yeah, they can tell a story in my world, um, but not according to what I've written in the book. So I'm really looking forward to that. That would be awesome. That would be interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, Cuphead. Are you looking forward to that? <laughs> that, that was, I played that. I think it was PAX. That shit was fucking hard. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that, no not really. Here's, uh, that's going to be backlog time. I mean, other than Sonic Mania, Token and 2 maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be backlog time for Maddie. Definitely, definitely. So uh, we get into the rest of 2017. Yeah, the rest of 2017. This is uh, yeah. described as there are a lot of releases due between the summer and the end of the year, but it's a little too early for publishers to nail down dates in most cases. Yeah. So that's why we are just going to go ahead and sift through all these games. Wow, that's Whoa, okay, well, I guess I'll say we'll start with Scalebound. Um, is, and isn't this from the Monster Hunter series? I can't remember. I, I don't. No, not at all. It's like a new IP. By, by who, though? Like, uh, Microsoft Studios? I want to say Platinum Games. Hold on. Let me let me open the link in Scalebound. a new tab. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it is Platinum Games. You're right. Bang. Bang, bang, by Microsoft Studios. Oh, it looks interesting. Yeah, um, the gameplay looked really shitty at first but that was a while ago and they didn't show anything at e3 this year so i'm imagining that uh they're they're really taking time to fine-tune it because i mean it involves like hopping on fucking dragons fast-paced combat and stuff all play so is it kind of like god of war in that sense you're versing big enemies and shit i don't know because some of the gameplay they were fighting like smaller enemies it was it was very different it was very different my my memory is also a little vague because um you know, some of it was, uh, I mean, I haven't seen it since. Yeah, my memory is vague as well. Well, I like dragons, so that yeah, could be cool. could be cool. I don't know, I don't see myself playing this. Marvel vs. <laughs> Capcom but... Infinite, I'm looking forward to. I'm not a big Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom guy. I liked Ultimate 3, but uh, other than that, I mean, I'm looking what, forward to What about Sea of Thieves? You played that. Oh, yes. That looks fun. I mean, it was fun when we were all playing at uh, E3, myself, Noah, Connor, and uh, one of the yeah. developers. But I just I want to know if there's more because it was really awesome, like having everyone take a position on like the boat and trying to take out the enemy boat. But yeah, like outside of that, I wanted to see like, okay, can we explore for treasure together? What's this open world like? You know, is it uh, procedurally generated, for example? How does it exactly work? And uh, I want some answers on that. So I'm hoping that we see Sea of Thieves this coming year. But also, I hope we get some actual answers on what exactly else is in the game because they've they've said it's like yeah. co op and stuff, which is which is great because we just had a conversation about co op. But um, yeah. I just want to know more. I'm definitely looking forward to it, though. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so Agents of Mayhem. I know that's coming from the same people who made uh, Saints Row. Okay, so that could be good. Crackdown Three. Never Does been that a big. You? Never been a big Crackdown guy. Neither have I, but it's there, I guess. I mean, I've tried it. I, okay, here's the thing. Here, here's that one. I played a lot of Crackdown 1. I was like, damn, this is a lot of fun. Five Crackdown 2. I was like, wow, this is the same thing. And so yeah. 3, they showed some sick tech demos for 3, though. Um, Like the way the destruction works, how um, like each piece can keep falling to each other and like continuously break with the game, doesn't drop frames or anything, where I, I remember like, the guy destroyed this building in this huge skyscraper, and while it was going down, he was, like, shooting a rocket launcher a bunch of times, and, you know, nothing happened. No frame drops or anything. This is, like, pre-alpha, so it was pretty impressive, the technical stability 
stability bleh, stability that the game had. Mm. Oh, another okay. one on this list. Detroit Become Human? What the fuck is that? That's by the Phase 4 game. That's why. That's by the people who made uh, Heavy Rain uh, Beyond Two Souls. Oh, so it's kind of like point click, isn't it? Uh, It's more like just choice based games. Um, This one, I vaguely remember the trailer. It it showed like a scenario where this girl was on top of the roof and there were like 60 different outcomes for how things could go down with her. So it was pretty fucking intense. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't know, man. Well, like, the uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, that's coming out, if that tickles your fancy. I've never been a big card game person. Whoa, whoa, you scrolled right past Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, the three remasters? Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that. Like, I, I liked Crash Bandicoot, but uh, I don't see myself playing. Plus, it's a PS4 thing. Why is everything just coming out on PS4, bro? Because they have honestly lacked so badly in that department. They need a year where they, like, just fucking have a bunch of PS4 exclusives. Oh, okay, what about fair. Overkill's The Walking Dead? They're the same guys who made uh, Payday 2. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I haven't heard of that one, though. Why haven't I heard of that? It was announced, and there hasn't been, like, a trailer. Is it VR? No, it's Oh, there is a, it's PC, there is a VR experience, but no, PC, yeah. PC, PS4, interesting. Xbox One. Okay. And, like, Payday 2 is good fun, so. I know, people keep saying that. People keep wanting to stream and play that game with me, so we'll put that on the list. Um... Knack 2, Matty. You excited for that, huh? Uh, <laughs> it was so stupid when they announced it. I just shook my head. I was like, you fucking idiots. Like, why? <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Uh, for my JRPG uh, lovers out there, Nino Kuni 2. That game looks fucking sick. Uh-huh. The first one was so good. Uh, does, Matty. Dude, but the, okay, I don't know if you heard of Studio Ghibli, but they did, like, the fucking art and shit Never. for the game. Okay, they're, like, really talented people who do, like, anime just right. And, like, this game was based off of that. It was so beautiful. And it was so mm. good. The story was so sad in the beginning, too, but it, like, got really good. Uh, gameplay was awesome. So I'm really looking forward to the second one. Okay, fair enough. What else do we have here? Some bunch of random shit. A bunch of random Japanese PS4 games. Like, seriously. Interesting. Oh, look at this. Danganronpa V3. Fuck oh, yes. Hey. Let's go, dude. I'm so excited for Danganronpa V3. I've watched uh-huh. all the fucking anime for it. Played 1 and 2. Played oh, Ultra God. Despair Girls. I'm ready for V3 Killing Harmony. I hope you guys are, too. <laughs> all right. Here's one. Okay, here's one that we can actually get into. Uh, State of Decay 2. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can get into that. Okay. Okay, let's hear your thoughts, then. So, hold on, where the fuck are you on the list, though, by the way? I want to make sure that I don't jump too far. Uh, you know, I'm just going right to search. Right above Gran Turismo Sport. Oh, there it is, there it is. Okay, State of Decay 2. I, I played a little bit of the first one. I, I'll be honest, it kind of... It, it's similar with... What's the fucking... Um, uh, Dead Rising, right? It's that kind of, I want to kill a bunch of zombies, kind of get repetitive game wait what that's the no honestly like with the first state of k it, it kind of seemed like that to me How much did you i play never got I, I didn't play too much of it mm. but it just it got boring quick for me personally no, i understand that state of decay though that's not it's not even you might have just been honestly playing it wrong because the first state of decay was it's about survival like because zombies can kill you and if you die you permanently lose the character you're playing as who has like special stats and shit 
But the mm, okay. point of State of Decay was like, okay, if you're looting a house, um, if you like loot too much, you make too much noise, the zombies will hear you, and it'll come inside. I don't know. I've, I've never, I've never been a big fan of those kind of zombie survival games. Too, like this is me personally. I just yeah, they're a little cliche, but like this one was different, especially at the time. So I'm looking forward to State yeah. of Decay too, personally. Mm, yeah higher that's by the guys who made bastion and transistor transistor was my favorite game of 2014 so pyre is looking fucking fire get it final (laughs) fantasy 12 uh that's funny maddie (laughs) (laughs) wait is there another final fantasy coming out next year yeah see this is where they fucking screwed the pooch because now they're releasing a remaster for final fantasy 12 which is awesome i'm really looking forward to that i I don't looking at that i don't know that's a remaster but here's the thing yeah it's so confusing because they don't have it in the title anywhere so it's not like oh it's an older game people are gonna see 15 came out it was it was the fastest selling final fantasy game ever so people are familiar with final fantasy now more than ever and then you're gonna come out with 12 the next year like, come on, Weird. put fucking remaster or something on that shit so people know that this is, like, an older game. I'm sure people can realize because they're like, oh, f- you know, 12 is less than 15, so I had to come beforehand, but still. Yeah. It'll confuse people because then they'll be like, oh, I want to play 13 now if they don't know anything about 13. And then they'll realize, like, none of them are on the PS4 or Xbox One even though 12 is. And it's just it's fucking confusing. Okay. Just strange to me. Um, Need for Speed title, whatever that is. Like, I love Need for Speed. Oh, fuck off, Maddie. Suck me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. All right, this is this is the game. All right, that I'm actually wanting to talk about Star Wars Battlefront Two. That'll be an interesting okay. one. Okay, I am hoping that that like they they said that they're doing a single player for it. Right, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they knock it out of the park because we've seen it doesn't even need to be tied in with the with the uh, movie franchise, even though there are so many different stories happening in the movie franchise right now. Um, and I think the game that proved that, which I'm so excited to play, it's on my list now, is uh, Shadow of Mordor. Mm. I'm hoping that they really knock it out of the park. And it's a, I'm also about to play Titanfall 2. We've seen that with Titanfall 2, that a game that just had a multiplayer that introduces introduces a single player, sorry, can do really well. And I think that obviously it's a Star Wars franchise. It's a game that looks fucking amazing, like graphically. It could tell this awesome story. And I think that that will do very well. I think it will do better than what the first Star Wars did. It might not sell as well because it might be a lot of uh, bad taste in people's mouths. But I think that that could yeah, be definitely, successful. I'll, I'll say you... right off the bat, it's not going to sell as well. <clears throat> but um, oh, yeah, yeah. actually, you know, here's the thing: is that uh, with sadly with Carrie Fisher's passing and also Episode Eight, I'm sure that Star Wars yeah. Battlefront Two is going to land around that time, and people are really going to be in the Star Wars mood, like emotionally and also just the love of Star Wars. I think where yeah. I think Two will sell actually pretty well. Um, How good was Rogue One? Huh? Oh my god! Fucking dude. amazing I movie. I loved right? Rogue One. I loved it. But yeah, uh, yeah Battlefront Two. They definitely need a story, of course, because that was like the biggest gripe. But my biggest gripe really was just the lack of content. I don't even think like a quick six-hour kind of battlefield-esque story would have fixed Battlefront One. No, it was a lack of content in the multiplayer yeah, too. Yeah, it was just very yeah. shallow. Unlocks were few and far between. Uh, you know the the taunts were trash. Uh, the the skins mm. like the cosmetics. I, I don't even want to call them that. They were just different player models. Were so vaguely different that, it, and they were so much money. Yeah. It was it was just it was a fucking sham. It, it was honestly not well executed at all. So I'm hoping with two they can really get it right. I'm I'm definitely looking very forward to this game. I'll admit it. Like I am willing to love Star Wars Battlefront again. I I know yeah. that. 
the biggest response to, oh, well, Battlefront sucks. You haven't played all the DLC. Okay, I'm talking about the fucking base game that I spent $60 on, not the extra $60 you spent for all the DLC or if you bought the Ultimate Edition for like 30 bucks or some shit. I get that the game's a lot better now with DLC because it has content. That's what I'm saying, though, is I said, word for word, when the beta was out for Battlefront, I love what DICE did with Battlefront. It just needs content, and it didn't have content, so I fucking yeah. couldn't stand it. I, I didn't even spend more than 15 hours in the game, which is awful for a multiplayer game and awful for Damn. someone who, who loves Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So for me, I, I have confidence that they will learn and just put a campaign in there, um, put substantial new Star Wars content. And when I say new, I'm talking like, okay, I love the original trilogy. I, I, I think that attests to my response to Rogue One along with loans. But, like, okay, let's let's show the new characters from The Force Awakens in Star Wars Battlefront. Let's get these characters in games, right? We've seen game after game after game with Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, yeah. Princess Leia. Okay, enough. Like, they can be in the game. Let's put, like, uh, Rey. Let's put Finn in. Let's put yeah. Kylo Ren. Let's put these new characters in Battlefront 2. Uh, you know, I love how they included characters from Rogue One in Battlefront 1. You know, yeah, Jin. yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. So. I go with she. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> what? How good was Jin? I was oh, just saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. She was beautiful, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I know. I, I love, like, the, the badass. Like, she was so cool. She kicked so much ass, but she was also, like, drop dead. I was like, how do you exist? You know? <laughs> You're so cool. Uh, I, well, I, I remember uh, you were saying like you didn't even know like she exists as like, as an actor like you didn't know what she was in and she came kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, mm. yeah that's that's how I was. And I, I love actors and actresses like that who just kind of come out of the woodworks and just fucking kill their role. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, I need to play the first one. I'm <laughs> need to. It's very. Good. I know. I know. Like, is it you or Noah that doesn't like Red Dead? Uh, it's me who's like kind of had a. How do I word it? I don't even want to say change of heart. I'm still not like a big fan of Red Dead Redemption 1. It's a good game, but it still doesn't tickle the fancy like it does with every other human on this planet. But I I I like it a lot more than I used to, but that doesn't say much because I didn't really like it at all. Uh, But I'm looking forward to 2 because I think um, the same could be said for GTA, where GTA I didn't really like. My first GTA was 4. Didn't like it at all. all. I'll stand by my opinion with that one. Played it through. Did not like GTA 4 at all. Five, on the other hand, I really liked. So, yeah. I'm thinking Red Dead Redemption 2 will do the same trick for me. Fair enough. What else? Um, Injustice 2. Oh, yes. I know you're looking forward to that. Yes. Not really me, but... I love Injustice. Uh, <laughs> I love how there's not a PC port listed for that either, because... Whether they NetherRealm or whatever, they, they fucking suck at PC ports. <laughs> uh, Last of Us Part 2... Another round of applause. They're yeah, saying that, that, that one's... Another round of applause. I, I, I am so close to just buying a PS4 just for Last of Us. I, I, I tell you a story, right? It's it's kind of like a... It, it kind of broke my heart, but we'll, we'll go with it. So I introduced a friend of mine to uh, Bioshock, mm-hmm. and he absolutely loved it. He was like, this is my favorite game ever. This, I actually just like, did he, that like a couple of weeks ago. A friend of mine yeah, played yeah. Infinite, and he was like, this is the best game I've ever played. I was like, yeah. And he was like, this is my greatest game. You know, I love it so much. I love Bioshock, and I'm like feeling proud. I'm like, he loves my favorite game. This is awesome. And then this motherfucker plays Last of Us. He's like, he's like bro, I've got a new favorite game. I'm like, don't, don't do this to me, man. Don't do this to me. Not now. I can't take this. And he's like, 
Last of Us was better than Bioshock. And my heart just broke. I'm like, ah, why? That can, so, that can be arguably true, depending on the type of gamer you are. Don't you, don't you, Maddie? don't you go there. I don't believe no, it. No, I, like, I know I it's love, good. I know yeah, it's good. I love Bioshock, but yeah, I, I, the Last of yeah, Us no, is No, I know this is a fantastic game. And when, when you know, my friend had said that about Last of Us, I know that, that it's, it, it is particularly good. So... I've always wanted to, to play that game, and maybe I'll just, like, borrow someone's PS4 to do it, but I can't see myself buying a PS4. I just, yeah. It's... Dude, holy shit. Look at these four titles are all PS4, like, exclusive. Last of Us Part Two, Death Stranding, God of War, Spider-Man. God of War, yeah. And those are all fucking exciting-sounding games, and we've listed, like, so many other games earlier. Days Gone is another one. That was revealed at E3. Yeah. And then, like, earlier on the list, Hollywood there were so games. many PS4 exclusives. Damn, dude, that's going to be fucking crazy. Wow. Is Death Stranding coming out? Tw- no way it's coming out 2017. Nah, this list de- is bullshit. It's definitely got to be 2018. That and Days Gone, I feel like, are 2018. I'd say 2019, like, to yeah, be honest, yeah, yeah, Maddie. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Yeah, 2019. Like, My bad. I, I remember, like, people looking at, at a lot of the cinematic trailers for this game. People were like, I want to see gameplay. I want to see gameplay. I'm like, bro, he just left Konami, like, this year, wasn't it? Like, yeah. was it this year or last year? I think it was last year. No, no, no. It had, to be, it had to be this year because he didn't show up at the Game Awards last year yeah, no that exactly right so like i had to be fucking, why are people expecting gameplay you just started working on this game this year for it's god's sake be, I, honestly i'd say 2020 <laughs> yeah possibly honestly possibly what why is this fucking on the 2017 list no way yeah. all right so i'm gonna chalk that one up so three of those three of those god of war yeah. apparently hit a really significant milestone just recently so there's a good chance that'll come out soon yeah uh oh Fallout 4 VR. oh yeah i'm excited for that that'll be fun this oh yeah, Fallout 4 VR and Doom VR might make me get a HTC Vive, yeah, genuinely. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Fallout 4 on the Vive, though. That was that was fun when I played it. I'm curious yeah. if the full game really works. Like That's the thing, though, is I wish I could flip off people in, in VR games. <laughs> like I wish that they could detect my entire hand. Like they, They'd have a VR glove, and I could just... It's just something I would feel really good. Yeah. Quake yeah. Champions... I'm the same. I'm the same. Don't, don't think I'd play that. What like, about, let's, dude, let's what about Metal Gear Survive? Come on. Okay. Yes. Fine. Yeah. Of course. Fine. Yeah. Not Quake, but Metal Gear Survive looks great. Because. Because. <laughs> That's a Metal Gear I want. Sure it is, man. Sure it is, Matty. <laughs> Vampire looks Met- sick. I don't know if you've seen it. No, nah, haven't seen it. It's like a, um, Prey? a RPG that takes place in World War One. You play as a vampire. You make like choices, and and like if you feed on people, like you're kind of evil. If you don't, and you like find other ways to get blood and stuff, you're good. Uh, kind of like <laughs> Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, except like more modern and I think a little more linear. Uh, Ray, Prey, though, yes, Prey, 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 yeah. Prey. Look, look, looking forward to Prey. Um, I'm surprised that's on the rest of the 2017 list. I thought that was spring. I thought that was already confirmed for spring. Maybe. Maybe this list hasn't been updated. Huh. And then, I think the last one, we've already mentioned Breath of the Wild, but aside from that, I think that's it, Matty. Yeah, we got through the fucking list, bro. Fucking hell. So, it, it seems to be an interesting year for, for gaming, 2017. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's but, like, like let's, let's bear in mind that there's probably a lot of games coming for the Switch that are going to be announced in two weeks, too, so we might need to update this video. <laughs> yeah i think well obviously when the switch has the presser we'll probably have a podcast dedicated to that we're dedicating that shit yeah. trust me 
and uh, yeah. I'm sure when it launches, we'll have another one kind of interpreting our thoughts on it. Because I know you and I are going to get it. I don't know. I doubt Noah will. He just fucking got I... an Xbox One. Like, Noah's, Noah's light years Just got behind. an Xbox One. Yeah, he's light years <laughs> behind right now. So, Dude, I, I'm pre-ordering the Switch. I'm going to a midnight launch if there's one. Legitimately, I'm pumped for this. I haven't been as excited for a console as I was for the Xbox One. Mm. So, anyway. so, that's... Was, Sounds like it's it, Matty. Yeah, it was a good start to 2017. Uh, for those who have listened this far, probably should have said this in the beginning, but yeah, we're like, I won't say planning an overhaul, but we're going to try some different things this year with the podcast moving forward. Yeah. So, I hope you guys are looking forward to that. It's going to be a little bit different around yeah. here. Loan, any hey, final do, words? Well, do, do, how long have we been doing this podcast for? Do you want to answer some fan questions? I did tweet out, it's just in a, case. Yeah, it's been an hour and four minutes, so yeah, we got we got time. All right, all right. So, well, at Desert Ranger, you asked about the Star Wars Battlefront game, so we kind of answered your question. Now, Kiddo asked a fantastic question. What do you think was the most overrated and underrated game of this year? That's a great question. Overrated. Overrated. Overrated game. Uh, Let me look at my list of games I have played. Hold on. One second. Uh, it's actually a great question, kiddo. Really fuck, fuck you having us look up this shit. Um, uh, high scores. Uh, okay, as, I, as if The Last Guardian isn't overrated for you. Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be it. Yeah. Answered your fucking question for you, but I mean, no, because well, <laughs> for me, I associate that with disappointment, not like overrated, because I yeah, can see why yeah. people like that game. So I really wouldn't even say that's like mm. overrated. I can see now, even though if I you have a, if, you have a, if you have a good experience with that game, like Trico actually listens, that game is probably amazing. For me, it was fucking yeah. horrible. Okay, um, I'll say that even though I haven't played it, I'm about to do the single player. Underrated is Titanfall Two. Mm. I think I think that's a pretty comfortable answer. Um. For me, underrated is probably Attack on Titan. That was fucking amazing. That was an amazing uh-huh. fucking game, especially if you're a Titan. They nailed the combat for that anime so, so well. They could not have done it yeah. better. Uh, you know, because I remember when I first started watching a show, I, with a lot of shows I watch, I think, like, what if this became a game? And I thought that was Attack on Titan. And, and I thought, like, no way they can ever do this. And they did it. So for me, that would go under the underrated category of this year. Overrated, okay. though. Hmm. <laughs> A lot of games that were overrated. Looking down my list right now. Did Far Cry Primal get good reviews? I think it got average reviews. I think it was like high 70s. Okay, memory. then that's fair enough. Yeah, I, th- I think that was like just like perfectly rated. Yeah. <laughs> I think but you could argue that. like maybe Deus Ex because of its fucking stupid ass cliffhanger editing and the fact that they split the game in half just to make a sequel. Like, I think that was kind of a shitty move. Uh, oh, oh, wow, wow, wow. I've looked past this like multiple times. Overrated? Uh, I, I would say based off reviews, but based off like initial reception and like pre-launch hype was uh, No Man's Sky. But like overrated before the game was released. Yeah, but like, I mean, people were convinced that was going to be like the fucking second coming of Jesus, dude. I, I, I don't get like, I, I never jumped onto the bandwagon with that. I never did. It just yeah, neither did I. I was excited, it, but like I wasn't like, yo, this is gonna be the best thing ever. Like you guys should get ready for this. I don't know. It's just it just I seemed know, I like it's strange. I, right now, uh, I mean, it's probably because I don't have any examples sitting in front of me of games I think are overrated. Because usually, like 
like I'll get rid of them, but like I can't think of anything I think is overrated. Actually, no, you know what? I, I, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 got some really good reviews, and that kind of pisses me off, because that game is literally the same thing uh, as the first game, as much as I love Xenoverse. Aren't they all like the last game that preceded it? Let's be honest here. That's, that's, that's not a good excuse, though, because Xenoverse, <laughs> Xenoverse 1 was innovative, like brand new, fresh, and yeah. 2 was the... They were like, you liked 1, right? All right, here you go again. Have fun. And it was like, yeah. oh, fucking asshole. <laughs> Probably could have done it in a DLC or something. Um, yeah, I, I think that's about it. So we can move on to the next question. Yeah. Um, Craze asks, who's worst at video games? And I'm assuming he's talking about either you or me. I want to say me. Like, oh. my my skill and abilities in multiplayer online games have dropped considerably <laughs> over the years. It's It's pretty noticeable at this stage. I mean, it's probably because it's... I mean, multiplayer, you'll think, like, oh, man, I'm slow. Oh, man, I'm bad. It's just, like, you got to play them for extended you got to get good at them again. And, yeah. and then you're good at them again, yeah. I don't have the time for that, man. Just right, don't. Bro, okay, he's a great question. better than you. <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> you may be uh, more successful Callum... in real life, but I have the edge of <laughs> multiplayer shooters. Well, I'm glad you appreciated that. At Callum0182 asks, why does Obsidian make the best games ever? Maddie, answer the fucking question, bro. Well, obviously, they don't <clears throat> make the best games ever. But <laughs> I think he's obviously trying to hint at why they made the best modern Fallout. It's obvious. There's fucking choice. There's still that first-person gameplay. There's still that sense of exploration, although I don't think it's as good as any Bethesda game because they do exploration better than any fucking game developer as far as I'm concerned. Um, I can see why a Fallout fan would think that Obsidian is the fucking bee's knees. I think it's become a bit of a meme now where people are like, okay, like we get it. We went a little overboard after Fallout 4's launch. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious just looking at New Vegas. But I think people are quick to forget because a lot of people do it from the perspective of, oh, I haven't played New Vegas in a while and they remember all those good memories. It's when you sit down and you really play the game that you realize like, all right, I didn't like this, this, or that. For me, like I said, New Vegas' is world, as great as the characters are, its world was fucking bad. Yeah, that desert, desert, boring. And I'm saying this is someone who's played one and two and found those worlds more interesting to explore than New Vegas. Like, I don't like New Vegas, this world. Uh, Characters can only drag me so far. Uh, I like New Vegas's branching story paths and branching side quest paths. That, as a Fallout fan, you will get me every day of the week. That's awesome stuff. That's why I say it's like, yeah, the best modern Fallout game. But uh, as a round package, you know. It definitely yeah. has some glaring flaws, in my opinion, personally. But I know that's like that's I, I know I, like. I don't like I don't really like the the world, but it, it does at times like that deserty wasteland feel have some redeeming qualities. Like, like at times, like, I really do like New Vegas, and then other times I think, oh fuck, this is nothing out here. You know, there's, there's nothing to explore. Like the strip was kind of tiny, and anyways, they had strip a short sucked, development. But also, part. there was like this one part of the desert where it was like a, a dusty kind of dune storm, and that was like a good change of pace. Like that was awesome because it, it was different from the rest of the oh, world. But other was than that, that where the Brotherhood bunker was? Well, yeah, it was there one place, and then there was just another place. It was like I think formerly like a lake or something like that, okay. and and there was like a dust storm there as well. And it was just, it was just different to explore aside from just the, okay running along sand, yada yada yada, like. Yeah. That's why people don't realize that, you know, Bethesda's exploration in three and four is is miles better than Obsidian's New Vegas. That's yeah. one thing I'll say. That yeah, the 
choice in New Vegas has three and four beat out every day. It, yeah. The gameplay is the same as three, but fours is probably better in the terms I'm talking about, like shooting people. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing that people also don't realize is I think every every Fallout has its own set of strengths and weaknesses. Of course, yeah, of course, it's, it's never that clear cut, you know. Yeah, if, oh, um, God, imagine if it was. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a great question by at Carax nine six nine nine. If any of your favorite series had to be killed off, which would it be and why? That's a fantastic question. Fallout. What? Yeah. No way. Bullshit, bro. There's been so many Fallout games. Like, all right, we had four. It didn't work out. But over the, well. oh, no, over the stretch of a very long period. I don't know. I'd probably go with Fallout. Oh, fuck, man. No way. I, 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 nah. I think Fallout can be explored a little bit more. Um, Fallout can be explored more, but they take so long to do it. Like, they could annualize the franchise, or they could just, like, do one more and cut it off. Like, that's that's what I do. Nah, I, I, I could not... I, could not say them doing that. Um, no, I will say this. Business-wise, they would never do it. I'm saying, like, if you had to, like, I, I wouldn't want to see Fallout yeah. go. But if I were to see a favorite franchise of mine go, it would probably be, like, I could live with Fallout because there's so many. Yeah. You know, Night City okay, like, for example, that's my favorite series ever. But I wouldn't want that to go because there's so little. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why I'm going uh, like, Fallout. I get what you mean. I, I, I'm going to say, this might surprise you. And also, right? oh, and wait, I, another good reason yeah. why, modding. You can just keep renewing your Fallout game. In a way, obviously, you want that official entry, but you know, you see these yeah. big ass mods like in Skyrim, Enderol, uh, yeah. Skywind, Sky Oblivion. You know, you can make these fucking games, games inside a game. So, yeah, that's Fallout true. could get extended life that way too. This might surprise you, Maddie. Okay, I want to say Bioshock, nah, and here's that why. Surprise me either. That's a that's a good answer too. That's because, and, and I mentioned this in the past. Ken Levine kind of wrapped up the story presented it back to fans and said, here, this is Bioshock. And if it were to end there, I'd be very happy because I was very satisfied with the ending of, of Infinite. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah that, that's another good answer right there. I'd definitely uh, say one of those two. Yeah. Because you want but, another Bioshock, but it's just like, good luck topping that. Uh, no, you, you, no you, you know what I say is going to happen, Matty, honestly, and it's going to break my heart when it does happen, that it's going to come out and people are going to be like, this is not Ken Levine's game, this is shit, I hate Bioshock, it's going to receive a lot of negativity, and it's just going to ruin, not ruin my love for it, because that can never happen, but it's just going to piss me off. Because like, I see it happening right now. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to fucking yeah. Um, But I don't think there's anything else, to be honest. And... Okay, Cyrek asks, I'm pretty sure you made a video on this, but what's your game of the year? We can end the video with this, okay. or the podcast with this. Well, you can go What ahead. is your game of the uh, year? Actually, I'll go ahead and just get mine out of the way, because I made a whole video on it. Uh, mine's Overwatch. Okay. Uh, it was either Overwatch or uh, Final Fantasy XV, but the reason I went with Overwatch is because I don't like multiplayer-only titles all that often, and this has yeah. been a year where I've enjoyed them a lot. Uh, Gigantic is another example of a multiplayer-only title. It's a new MOBA. That's in early access right now that I've been really enjoying. But um, the reason I picked Overwatch is because, I, like I said, I don't like multiplayer-only titles. And this is one that's hooked me for seven months now. You know, I don't... Yeah. As a YouTuber, I don't stick around for games all that long because I like to move on to the next one. Uh, but I've been better at sticking around longer. On top of that, though, just that Overwatch kept pulling me back over and over and over again. Each hero is his own game mode. It's a ton of fun. I love playing with my friends. Competitive is really intense, but they also have fun with, like, the seasonal events. Skins are awesome. Love the voice lines, the, the comics, the shorts. I, I love everything yeah. about Overwatch. I really do. Yeah. 
Um, I will say Doom. Like, I, I had a good amount of fun with Doom. Oh. Even the multiplayer. Like, I actually... Li- like, I'm one of the people that really liked the multiplayer in yeah, Doom. I thought it was a ton of that on stream. We played a ton of that. It was it was a fucking blast. So, I'm going to say Doom. And even though, towards the end, the the, multi- the single player got a little bit repetitive, in my opinion, I thought it dragged on just a little bit too much. But yeah. I'll say that that was my, my game of the year, without a doubt. Interesting. I didn't expect that. Alrighty. All yeah. Right. Well, I didn't really <laughs> play many games this year, anyway. True. All right, cool. All righty. That'll wrap up this uh, this episode of the Ham Radio Podcast. We thank all of you out there for listening for this expen- extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, let's see if you actually have final words, because last time I looked like an idiot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm kidding. Uh, final, final words. Um, so for me in Australia, it is actually the 31st, so it's New Year's Eve today. And uh... yeah, so 2017, like... For me, and I know everyone has New Year's resolutions and they never turn out, but I guess my final words for me for 2017, just try, try and, you know, have a good year. I know 2016, in a lot of ways, it's been it's a shit year. In a lot of ways, it's been a good year. And But for me, I, I'm, I'm trying to make it that I just focus on myself. I want to be selfish, focus on my priorities and, and trying to have as best of a year as possible. I'm not going to be negative. So maybe, you know, some people will, will take you know, a bit of a, I guess, knowledge from that and, and try and do, do the same thing that I'm trying to do in 2017 and not and not be a negative Nancy and you know, say that the world's fucking shit. So. Well, yeah, help yourself out, right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, I, I, like, like That's I'm half the be... battle of being upset over random shit is just that, you know, you do it to yourself a lot of the times. So it's like, yeah, yeah. help yourself out. Just think of a little bit brighter. Yeah, so I'm going to focus on, on what's important to me next year. Next year is going to be loans year. It's going to be Ooh. me... Yeah, exactly. But that's my final words. Do the same as what I'm doing. Try and have a good year next year. Cool, cool. All right. Now I'll wrap up this Alrighty. week's episode then. We hope you guys enjoyed. And we will catch you next week. In the new year. Oh, yeah, in the new year. Right, <laughs> right. Take care, guys. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.